Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Michael Jackson's Thriller Album. Stories in the Room. This is Michael Jackson's Thriller Album. Stories in the Room. Join film composer Anthony Marinelli, who programmed synthesizers for seven songs on Thriller, and A&R veteran film producer Stephen Ray, who assisted Quincy Jones and was in the studio every day with Quincy and Michael. Michael Jackson's Thriller album, Stories in the Room. I'm Anthony Marinelli with my longtime close friend and co-host, Stephen Ray, bringing you the real stories directly from the talented people in the room with us during the making of Thriller, the greatest selling album of all time. We're fortunate to welcome and share stories with recording artist and one of the most prolific guitarists of our time, Paul Jackson Jr. He's performed with the biggest stars in music history, and he's known as the guitarist that can play anything. His memorable work on the Thriller album can be heard on the songs PYT, Beat It, and The Lady in My Life. In this segment, Paul talks about how Quincy Jones put together the brilliant core team of recording engineers Bruce Swedeen and Matt Forger, along with songwriter Rod Temperton. They delivered arrangement options for the musicians, giving us great performances that will live forever. You know, and then they had the technical skills with Bruce and Matt there that could just basically um, execute the idea, you know, quickly and spontaneously. It's just yeah. all taken for granted. But I mean, when I look back on it, it was a heap. It was like an airplane, like just a lot of moving parts to get off the ground and you know, and then the the demands of the artist. Right. You add all that together. Right. And 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 you brought up a very valid point earlier when you referenced, you know, Pro Tools and Logic that we have now. Now, if if I need you to do a session and I want to come over, I just bring my hard drive, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, ah, let's see. Here we go. Let's see. I got one. Wait a minute. Give me one second, guys. Ah, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Okay. So <laughs> this is a two terabyte hard drive. Two terabyte. Which could two terabyte, which could probably hold, which is what is that, two thousand gig? Two thousand gigabytes. Okay. So that would hold, I don't know, <laughs> thousand songs, two thousand songs, three thousand songs. Okay. If I had to do an overdub, I would have to back a truck up to bring the tapes in. The 24 track, the two inch Ampex or 3M tapes, you know, so there was no. So, you know, even like you said, so keeping just keeping track of the tapes and keeping track of who did what on what, you know, who's on first. Just that, you know, was a was a job in itself. And, and, you know, uh, is, is genius when you think about it, because, you know, like you said, each tape only had a maximum of 22 parts and it was a big, you know, big reel three, you know, three, uh, two inches by uh, almost a foot. And it was heavy. And there were boxes upon boxes upon boxes oh, yeah. upon boxes of tape on that project. And now when you're done, you go say save and you get total recall of all your faders and effects. But Bruce had to take Polaroids 
of all the settings and put tape across everything. Do not touch because if anyone touched it, you know, it's gone. And so another high level right. of importance that was all manual back then, you know. Right. That was, Matt Forger was doing all of that. Polaroid, like photos. And you see, you see Matt taking Polaroids with everything, you know, everything. Right. Uh, and there was no automation. So sometimes they would mix in sections. So they'd get a good mix on the chorus. Oh, yeah. And the bridge had a different balance. So they'd record that, then they'd record the, and then they'd actually cut the tape together, the mix. So that way they didn't have to try and move faders in the middle of a mix. Right. Because it was too complicated. The, the song. Bruce was a master. He was a master cutter. Bruce was yep. just a master at that. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, you know, compared to now, you know, and, and, and just think about, like you were saying, your hard drive, that's, that's a uh, travel friendly, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, I'll tell you something. My first hard drive after Thriller, we got a hard drive because the sampling came out. And the first hard drive I bought cost $20,000 and it was five megabytes. And we got about a couple minutes, two minutes of monophonic sampling. And that was the state of the art. And we used that to like, we could, it was the first yeah. auto tune. We could like take the lead vocal, sample it, but fix it. But like with a pitch wheel, that's how we had to do it. You know, you right. Just kind of pitch it and perform it. And then lot, but time it back in, we play the key and you couldn't like slide it when it's, we'd have to keep doing that. Until right. It, until it was right. Right. So, so you got it right. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff people were doing that we're thinking ahead and, but you know, it takes a lot of time and effort and money and, and risk too. Like you could do all that and then it doesn't sound good, but they were just, they just knew yeah. how to do it all and make it sound good. And then we've said this so many times, making records for multiple generations for the kids, the moms, dads, and now the grandparents, it's just like, everybody still loves this record and it's still relevant. Like you could put it on the dance right. floor. Absolutely. And people will come to the dance floor and not, you know, not leaving the dance floor when when the thriller songs come on. Right. Yeah. What do you got? Well, and like Lady in, Lady in My Life, you know, what you did on Lady in My Life is just so. And speaking of demographics in the household, that you know clearly for the older, for the parents of the kids, I mean, Lady, his performance on Lady in Life, what you did, the texturing and layering that you did on that is just what you said with the three thirty five is just beautiful. It's just so beautiful. Thank you. That session was just myself and Rod Temperton, uh, you know, being the writer of the song. Wow. And he had the lick. Uh, let's see if I can remember it. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the lick was, let's see. So he had that lick. And so all the other little things like the, uh, let's see. Uh, all that stuff I actually came up with, but he had, he had the, the octave lick, you know, which was another, you know, another hook. Yeah. You were doing all that groove, all that groove stuff, you know? Yeah. Wait but yeah, that was on a 335. When it kicked in. I want to hear more about that. So just the two of you started, like you just, 
He just had the tune in his head. Did he have the lyrics and the melody or what happened? Oh, no, no. I actually went in for an overdub session. The song was actually just about done. Oh, I see. And he said, there's a line that I've been hearing that I want you to play. And that was the octave line. And then I added a couple of things. And then I added a rhythm part and some other little things, some some vine pedal swells and some other stuff. But that basic lick, the 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 key hook guitar lick was what came from Rod. Yeah, that he was such a major contributor. I mean, we have to say uh, invaluable, like writing the songs and then came up with so many um, just perfect lines, like arrangement melodies, like they're, they're background melodies. But like you mentioned earlier, Paul, like, you know, hooks, they're like, the most important pr- part of the song probably is the um, the melody and then and the lyrics. They're sort of tied together, but you don't. And then right. the, beat, the beat. But like a lot of great songs usually have some sort of melodic hook, something that's instrumental that matters, right? And this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Give an example. I mean, well, Michael and uh, Quincy both were they were into counter melodies, right? Right. That's what it is. Well, well give you. Give an example. Um, the song, the great song Love's Theme by Barry White and the Love Unlimited Orchestra. You know, you think of the great strings by Gene Page, but the other thing was that nonstop guitar lick, which was actually two notes. <laughs> Just two notes throughout the entire song. But if you ask people, how's the song go? Most people will go, you know, the song that dun 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 the famous right, the famous David T. Walker guitar lick. Great example, right? And if you took the song out, then there's not as much to remember. But also having that pedal throughout the whole thing, the melody it gives the melody like nuance because it's it's tension and release against something that's. It's not that it's static because in reality it's creating change against the melody. And that's what the right. beauty of not overplaying is knowing that. Yeah, absolutely. Join us for the next episode of Michael Jackson's Thriller album, Stories in the Room, with your hosts, Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Watch our extended interviews on youtube.com forward slash at stories in the room. Audio-only interviews are available on all podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Stories in the Room. For the latest news and links, visit the website, storiesintheroom.com. This podcast is produced by Christian D. Brune and David Wolf, recorded by Autovita Studios. Additional recording by Ben Rackless. Edited by Jay Spang and Sean Hedinger. Music by Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.